0: now, sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Carguy Radio Show.
1: Slip sliding away, slip sliding
2: away, you know the near your destination, the
1: more you slip sliding away.
2: Driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling.
0: Christian Carguy Radio Show.
2: I say this calls for action and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud
3: dashing through the snow in my rusty chevrolet down the road i go sliding all the way i need new piston rings i need some new snow tires my car is held together by a piece of chicken wire Oh, rust and smoke, the heater's broke, the door just blew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio, it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet.
0: Slide, <laughs> sliding through the snow. Maybe you've had something along those lines already this winter. We would love to hear your story. Call us. The lines are open, and we've got one that we would love to hear your story on. 866 is the number to call. 866-348-7884. Drifting or sliding away, adventure, drama, adversity. I just love those stories, and I'd love to hear how God came for you in the snow. Call us, 866 866- three four eight seven eight eight four and here to help us slip sliding our very own christian insurance guy bill mixon with nationwide bill sliding can have consequences right
4: you know i've had many calls over the years where somebody said i couldn't help it it was a sleet of ice it has to be comprehensive i said did you collide with something well yes i said collide collision the most important thing in those conditions is to pray first God, do you really want me out in this weather? And if you hear God say, yes, I would challenge you to pray to God again and say, <laughs> help me with my hearing. <laughs> no. Bill, we got ideas. We got stuff. But,
0: yeah, there are consequences sometimes. But, you know, you might have your snow story. I I just wanted to share this one. It's a bit comical. Maybe, maybe not. In 19 – and we're going to go back ways, Bill. In 1984, if you can picture the scene – The price of oil drops drastically, and I live at the time in Grand Junction, Colorado, which the main thing that people did in Grand Junction, Colorado, 90% of the people worked for Exxon, and Exxon, they mined oil shale. And so when the price of oil dropped, Exxon literally, in the middle of the night, right by Thanksgiving time, put a lock on the gate, and nobody in Grand Junction had a job, about 90% of them. Well, the Christian car guy was working at a car dealership there, and literally, there were more cars being repossessed in the month of November than there were being purchased. (laughs) I was watching this mass exodus from Grand Junction, and the apartment complex I lived in at the time, I was the last person, there was about 300 units, I was the last family to leave, because everybody just left, there was no money because there were no jobs. And I heard, of all things, that there was a lot of banking in North Carolina. You wonder how Robbie ended up in North Carolina? I heard that, oh, the banking was excellent and the economy was great, so I decided that I would pack up a rider truck and drive to North Carolina via the snow. And at the time, my wife had a 1977 Pontiac Grand Prix that we were going to tow behind this rider truck. Now, when we get up the morning we're supposed to leave town, it's snowing. Now, Grand Junction, Colorado is on the western side of Colorado, meaning it's on the other side of the Continental Divide. And if it's snowing, you need to get out of Dodge because you can't climb over the mountain after it snows, you know, three feet on it. They won't. They'll close the passes and you can't get out. And so we're out of money. We're out of time. We got to get going. And we're loading this rider truck as fast as we can while the snow is falling. I had to set the scene for you a little bit, Bill. So the snow is weather reports back then. (laughs) And I totally load the, the moving van, you know, and it's a 22-footer. It's a big one. And when I, I get done, I, I come to my wife, my wife and I say, Honey, where's the keys to your car? And she says, Well, you remember that box?
5: <laughs>
4: the first one we put in.
5: <laughs> exactly, because you, know, you load the stuff over the
4: cab
0: where you put the boxes, you know, at the very front and the furniture's at the back. And I was like, Oh, my word. And we don't have this snowing and it's snowing hard. And I'm thinking I don't have time. So I literally take the drive shaft out of the Pontiac. This is rear wheel drive. So I, I got to take the drive shaft out to tow it that far anyway. So I take the drive shaft out, and then the steering wheel's locked. And so I pull off the, the, the horn cover, and it's got these little fingers that keep the steering wheel locked. And I bend each one of those out so the steering wheel can turn because in order to tow a car that far, the steel wheel's got to be able to turn. So I could literally have no drive shaft, I could push the car over and hook it into the dolly where I'm going to tow it, right? And it's snowing hard and it's getting dark and I'm freaked out. It's been a bad it's been a bad day. <laughs> and so I finally get it hooked up and we start up the mountain and we don't get very far and I mean it's like a foot of snow. And this tow truck, this this moving truck had no snow tires, we didn't have any chains. And it's sliding around, and we're talking about going over the mountains in Colorado. This is serious snow driving. I bet
4: a dollar you didn't pray before you started.
0: <laughs> I wasn't even a Christian. Bill, so, there's I no you. prayer there. I told that you. God would have
4: probably told I me, told don't try you. that. So I've got my
0: wife, my son in the car. I am terrified. As, you know, every time you go around a curve, and of course, you're going up the mountain, and in order to get over the pass, you've got to build up speed. Well, the challenge is if you've ever driven a, a rider truck down a mountain, there's the challenge you got to be in a lower gear. In fact, it would be really good if you could be in second gear. And this is a standard transmission. But you got to have enough speed going up the mountain in order to get over the top without it sliding on the ice. And so it's really a challenge. So I am trying to go as fast as I can so I can keep my momentum to go over the top of the pass. And as I crest the top, crest the top, I'm going too fast to downshift. (laughs) And I'm... Grinding. I don't know if you know what I mean by double clutching, but that's what you got to do. You got to push in the clutch and rev. You know what I'm talking about? You're revving up the engine because now I've got to somehow or another get this rig, which has the Pontiac behind us, 22 foot moving fan. And somehow or another, I got to get this thing in second gear. And I'm going about 25 miles an hour. And you've heard some grinding of gears in your life, but you never heard anything like this. But it was panic time because if you don't get it, in that gear, you are in the ice and snow, and this, this isn't going to go good.
4: With that car swinging back and forth behind you. Yeah, like yeah there the you go. There. There's the picture.
0: But somehow or another, God came through for me. And by the fact that I didn't know him and I didn't pray, the car I hit I bet second the two of gear. you
4: were doing a little praying at that point.
0: But I will guarantee you, I will never, ever, as long as I live, ever forget those moments on the ice.
4: Now, my favorite. Can I share My favorite.
0: You can in a second, but first I have to tell the listeners that we do have an episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, Jesus, Jeeps, and Jubilation coming up. we got an appraisal by the Real Black Book, like How to Get Traction in the Word of God, and we need to hear your stories at 866-348-7884, truth We would love to hear that. We're going to hear from a Jesus Labor Love participant when
4: we come out of the break. But Bill, go ahead now. In North Carolina, when I was in high school, high school students drove the school buses. A month after I got my driver's license, I was driving a great (laughs) big yellow chunk of metal. Now, I tell you, we had better safety records than the old folks down in South Carolina. We didn't do a bad job. But picture this brand new kid, new driver, who's never, ever driven on snow before crawling behind the steering wheel of this great big piece of yellow metal and for some reason in wake county they didn't believe in putting tread on school bus tires i never had a bus with tread on the back tires (laughs) (laughs) so i'm testing it in this great big parking lot and you know if you're driving a school bus on two inches of snow and you hit the brake really hard the back end of the bus will pass the front end of the bus,
0: and you experienced that <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> that at was the age really, of 16. really, 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 were really fun. <laughs> were you sixteen?
4: Or I seven? think it was seventeen. But I, all I know is it was right after I got my license. There were no students in the bus at the time. Oh no, no, no! I did a little practicing before I did that, and it, it was an experience I will never forget.
0: Were your parents, like, what did they say as you
4: left that morning? Like, Bill, have you um, prayed? <laughs> well, you know, I really had a deep faith back then. My, my Boy Scout troop took us to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, function, and I accepted Christ. There's a fellow named Moose Morris, who is an NC State football, basketball, and baseball star. But it <laughs> it was still an interesting day.
0: So what is your story when God came through for you in the snow? 866 348 7884 is the number to call in. We have an update on the Jesus Labor Love of Family that really received some wonderful help, but we're gonna have her what coming on when we come back. But we need your story. 866-34 Truth. You call us so much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming up. If you ever to go to
5: West, slip
0: sliding sliding away. You know the destination. When were you slip sliding away in the snow? You're listening to the Christian Guy Show. We would love to hear your snow story. Of course, we have some snow tips coming up and some ideas insurance wise on ways to protect yourself. But we need to hear your snow story. 866 348. 7884, and we would mention that all this information, as well as the next episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, is at christiancarguy.com, as well as hundreds of articles and podcasts of previous shows. But one of the things at christiancarguy.com is the Jesus Labor Love, and the Jesus Labor Love is car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And You know, that part of the ministry of the Christian Car Guys show never ceases to really just amaze me and blow me away at what God does in these circumstances. And I thought you might want to today hear from one of the, I guess, applicants is the best way to put it. We have Kristen Kasky with us, and she uh, made an application just this week as her family was struggling with a, a car that they just purchased. And Kristen, I'll let you tell the story.
5: Okay. Uh, Thank you, Robbie. It's so nice to talk to you this morning, and we just want to say thank you so much, first of all, from our family. Um, You know, you just really don't know the blessing that it's been, uh, the joy that's been brought into our house just in the past, you know, few hours from getting our car fixed. Um, It started December, about December 1st. um, My car broke down, and you really don't understand how big of an issue that is until it's there. Um, you know, we've got four children. Uh, my husband had been out of work, so we were kind of behind, and it was the holiday season. So, and it was you know, the only had, car, right? That, yes, we we had one means of transportation, and that was it. And um, you know, we we thought, well, you know, we'll we'll make it through this. We'll we'll kind of just see how it goes, and um you know my kids they they can't participate in their after school activities and their things and and as time went on we got further and further behind and you know, it kind of becomes a hole that you can't really get yourself out of. And then, you know, the stress level is, you know, it's, it's a burden on my husband. It's a burden on myself. And then, of course, being having to be dependent upon, you know, everyone else in our family. My dad, who's 63, would, you know, have to get us and, you know, take us to the grocery store, take us you know wherever we would need to go as a family of six and um you know we'd have to cut back on things and my little uh Preston and Ashton I have a seven and eight year old they would you know say mom I want to go here and mom I'll, you know can we please go here and it would break my heart and we'd have to say well we we just can't do that we can't do that with you guys and um you know so last night we got we got in the car for the first time I think all of us in a, almost two months and my my two middle children, Preston and Ashton, they're kind of the voices of our family. They said, Mom, do you know, we don't go anywhere but just to school. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And he said, I'm so happy. We just went to go get pizza. That's, that's just, <laughs> and, 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 that, and you would have thought, I mean, that well, we Kristen, went to go. Take
0: us back to how you heard about the, the Jesus labor love, how, how that happened, yeah. that you got connected to us.
5: Um well my my dad uh, we were just you know he I kept you know telling him I just you know, kept, kept praying and praying you know we'd get this fixed to get this fixed and my dad is a delivery driver and just so happened to be um listening to your show and listening to your radio station and he called me up and he said listen I want you to try to and apply for this. I want you to call or, you know, do whatever you have to do to see if they can help you. It's Christian car guy. And I thought, well, you know, I don't, I've I've never heard of that. And, you know, maybe I'll look into it. And, you know, I thought, well, it's probably, you know, something that may help. And I I saw the website, I looked on it, and as soon as I started looking at everything, I thought to myself, you know, and I, I think, you know, well, maybe this will work. Maybe we can get this. So we sent in the application, and, you know, the next morning you called me, Robbie. The next morning. So, I mean, I, I that's just how fast God works. We've been sitting with um, out of car for almost two months, you know, and, and, and w- with just putting the application in the next morning you called. And I was so, I, I mean, I was blown away. I couldn't believe how fast and everything. That's what I told my dad. I said, you know, uh, we've been struggling this long and then just sending in the application to you and you know it's just it's yeah, amazing I, I how god to works.
0: Throw in some other details that I think are amazing that um Christian's husband got a job but his mm-hmm. new boss was very anxious on how he was going to be able to get to work yes. especially coming Monday because Monday's going to
5: work. Yes, and- <laughs> he is going to work Monday. It's it's just crazy how everything falls into place and that's what I told my husband I said as long as we can keep our faith you know and that's been the main thing in our family is just keep your faith if you can just keep your faith just even through hard times like this like I was telling you yesterday Robbie you know And then I got to I,
0: I got to throw in something else real quick cuz we don't have a whole lot of time Christian but mm-hmm. this is awesome I really really appreciate you calling in But the other thing that happened was obviously because her husband's starting the job Monday we I was really stressing that we needed to be able to pick up the car yesterday and they called they said mm-hmm. they were going to get it done well the way that it happens is we have a paypal account that's connected to christiancarguy.com but we also have donations that come in by mail well we had the money to cover the repair the part of the repair that we were paying and kristin paid part of it but the money was in our checking account not in our paypal account where i need to use the credit card so we had no way in the short time frame to get the money from our checking account to the paypal account so that i could pay the bill so she could pick up the car well, I've been through this before, and we're, I was like, "Oh no, I need to have that in the account this afternoon, or otherwise we can't put it on the credit card. I have to mail a check or whatever." Well, fascinatingly, <laughs> as we're praying through this, and actually, Kristen and I are talking about this situation. Yes, a donation comes in over the PayPal account <laughs> three. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I, of the exact amount, and I won't. Uh, the exact amount that we needed came in on the PayPal account, and we were able to immediately call the people that helped us and and get the thing set up so that she could pick up her car and i got to just tell you that it was just a moment of faith for both of us, right, yes. Kristen? Like God came through and it's, it's it was a, just so clearly what happened.
5: Yes, a faith affirmation because I, it just shows you right there that God is watching. He knows what we need. He knows and He will make it happen. You just have to keep your faith.
0: Well, thank you, Christian. Again, all this information is at christiancarguy.com under the Jesus Labor of Love. And thank and you, And He so gets much, all Robbie. the credit because He's the one that did it, right, Kristen? God yeah, bless he you. Did. Thank, thank you, you, you so family. Much. We're. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. We've got a story coming up in the snow. We need yours. Call us, 866-34-TRUTH. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Show. Today we are slip sliding around in the snow, and we would love to hear your story of what happened with you as that may have been your challenge. We got some tips coming up on how to drive in the snow, some insurance tips, but we'd love to hear from you. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in. 866 348 7884. And as always, all this information is at ChristianCarGuy.com, all about the Jesus Labor Love. We just talked about Kristen and what's going on with that. Christian Car Theater. There's so many resources there. Check it out. We got Harold is in Moxville, North Carolina. He's got a snow story for us. Not a lot of snow always in Moxville, but maybe, <laughs> Harold, where did you see this snow?
3: Hey, Robbie. Uh, it's uh, true that it doesn't snow all that often here in Moxville. We've had a few. Many years ago, uh, my wife needed something from town. The snow had just been falling for a little while. It was probably not more than an inch or two on the road. So I jumped in my little uh, 85 Fiero and uh, headed out. I got up on Highway 64, and I was behind somebody that was going about 15 miles an hour. (laughs) And I thought, this ain't going to work. We got a, a big hill to climb before town. So at the first opportunity, I accelerated on around him, got up to about 45. Uh, the rear engine weight over my drive wheels and that Fiero, I was just tracking beautifully. And I thought, okay, this is working. And But counter to what I really knew, which was about 30 to 35 is where you need to be. Uh, well, when I got down to the bottom of the hill before going up the long hill toward the National Guard Armory, First thing I know, I'm heading backwards. Uh, I didn't have a chance to correct or anything, and I slid up. Luckily for me, there was nothing coming, and I slid up the hill a little way backwards and off over into the bank. Uh, And, of course, the plastic back end of my little Fiero suffered no damage. (laughs) Uh, But it, it sat there all weekend because the wreckers were so busy. And on Monday, when they pulled it out across the ditch, it cracked the windshield when it parked. But anyway, it was uh, one of those things where uh, the the spur-of-the-moment activity overrode the good judgment of many years of practice driving, mainly on ice down in Alabama where I grew up, uh, where we really didn't get snow. Uh, But uh, it turned out okay. I didn't have any kind of injury or anything like that. So that's my snow story
0: that's cool those are the things that you know they add adventure to life you know stuff that, <laughs> that you never forget so well god bless you harold i appreciate you calling in with that today
3: Okey-doke. thanks see you later right. bye <laughs>
0: bye i also needed to add a little caveat to the the story i told about coming back from colorado that you could imagine what a 1977 grand prix might look like after it's been behind a rider truck through the mountains of the snow in colorado it it had about two inches of salty residue all dirty so you couldn't really see inside the car in fact you know you couldn't see around it at all so i had not noticed something that had happened that i had put my grandmother's afghan which is that that's sort of like a blanket that she had actually crocheted and made you know by hand in the front seat of that grand prix well remember the story where i took the fingers of the locking mechanism and bent them out so that i could just twist the steering wheel well, if you were in a car that was being towed, you would see the steering wheel twist back and forth and back and forth every time you go around a curve, and if you 're going up a mountain, that steering wheel's turning a whole lot. Well, somewhere around i don 't know <laughs> the first two or three miles, apparently i don't know because the car was so covered in salt that I couldn 't see it. It picked up my grandmother 's African with these little pointed fingers and it proceeded to whip the Afghan into lint because you can imagine it went back and forth so you couldn't see inside the
4: car, but yeah, it happened, Bill. When you, you o- when we finally opened up, the <laughs> steering wheel turning more than about thirty percent. But I don't know what your driving was like back then. Well,
0: you're going up a mountain road; it's real twisty. And so, when we opened up the door to the Grand Prix, as you might imagine, I mean, it was all lint. Uh, there was no nothing left of my grandmother's afghan. So, we do need to get to these tips. And 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 Harold brought up a good point. My number two tip which I'll move to because it was um, along his line. Slow down, yes, but keep enough momentum and speed to go up hills. You don't want to power up a hill, but you want to approach the hill with enough speed to keep even on the accelerator going up it and down it, by the way. The cars creeping at 10 miles an hour tend to get stuck on the hill, and the worst thing you can do is stop on a hill. The number one tip I have is triple your following distance, at least And if you're on ice, even further than that and triple the distance at which you begin to break because you don't know how long it's going to take when you're stopping in the ice. And you don't a lot of people when they're first driving on snow, I noticed with all my kids when they saw the ice patch coming, that's when they decided they needed to hit the brakes. Don't do that. When you see the ice patch coming, that's when you don't steer. You don't touch the brakes. You just coast right over that little thing and everything's going to be okay. I always need to say never, ever, ever use cruise control in slippery weather of any kind. Because it, the cruise control does not know what the actual speed of the car is. It only knows what, what speed the tires are turning. <laughs> and so you can get in a horrible accident using cruise control in slippery weather. So never, ever, ever use cruise control. And my last tip of my five tips are don't stop if you can avoid it, especially on a hill. Try to anticipate stoplights changing and you take it just take it easy coming up to the stoplight so you don't have to come to a complete stop because that makes you slip.
4: I've got two tips now this is coming from a person whose first experience on snow was in a school bus as yeah. a driver Don't wait until you have to go somewhere in bad weather if you know there's bit go try out your driving skills in a nice big open parking lot. Find out what it's like to step on the brake when you don't have anything around you. And please, with your young drivers, when it's bad weather, let your young drivers drive. Let them experience what's going on with you next to them in the car. Take them to a nice parking lot when there's ice or snow. And let them experience all that with a you in the car. A wide open, flat
0: parking. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> Don't wait until they're <laughs> all by themselves in a nice, expensive vehicle.
0: Well, and some emergency happens and they have to get out into it, it is nothing like experience. You know, again, for me, I'm you know as old as the guy that Christian was talking about. I'm sixty one, but still, after every first snow, I like to test my wings. A little bit before I get out there much you in go. it, because you lose some of that edge that you get by driving in the snow. So that first snow of the year, you got to be extra cautious because it takes you a while to get back into the swing of that.
4: Now, my my third suggestion is to put that young driver in the car when it's below freezing and let them turn on the windshield wipers. <laughs> let them hit the button where that water sprays on the windshield and the world disappears because the scariest thing in my life was driving down a highway (laughs) and hit that window clear button (laughs) and the world disappeared
0: yeah yeah and the defogger in certain circumstances (laughs) and making sure yeah those are all things that you got to test but we're gonna move into our appraisal by the real black book that's because we got a christian car guy theater episode coming up in the last segment but that's where we search the bible for hidden treasure and we were talking about how to get traction in the word if you're slip sliding in the word how is it that you might get traction doing that and so i got seven tips i'm going to share real quick and bill's got one or two number one i recommend praying asking the holy spirit to help you because you don't stand much of a chance without his help in reading the Word of God. So prayer is number one. Number two is misunderstood words. Do you know the definition of the words in the passage? So often I I sit there and look at the reason I don't understand it is because there was a word in there. I just really didn't understand what that word meant. Number three is a good commentary. I personally love Matthew Henry, and there's nothing like reading somebody else's opinion of what it says, not that I necessarily take that. Number four is if you go to like a reference place like Blue Letter Bible, they will show you every cross reference to a passage. Yeah, Blue Letter Bible, it's a wonderful you know, thing on the internet for me. I use it a lot, but on any given passage or any given verse, they'll show you every cross reference to that verse. And cross references to a verse have a lot of teaching you of what's going on in a verse. And it also, at that same Blue Letter Bible app, will give you the interlinear, which is the original language, whether it was Hebrew, Greek, whatever it was, and it will show you those words and those definitions and what perhaps they mean in any place else that they were used in the Bible, which is extremely helpful. Number six tip is write down what it is that you think it means. There's nothing like writing it out. And number seven is go teach it. Sign up to teach Sunday school or somewhere, and there's nothing like getting into that and Bill you got a couple tips real quick. Before
4: I do. Th- figure out who's talking, who they're talking to, whether they're talking to a saved person, a Pharisee or a group of people and then put yourself in that audience.
0: There you go. What's the point? Well you can get traction in the scripture and in a minute you can enjoy another edition of Christian Car Guy Theater. Jeeps and Jubilation it's all coming up on the Christian Car Guy show. for Christian Carguy Theatre with today's episode, Jesus, Jeeps, and Jubilation. Previously on Christian Cargai Theatre, we heard that Allie, Jimmy's girlfriend, escaped Brad, her evil kidnapper, and is now recovering and safe at home with her grandparents. Meanwhile, Pastor Jack and Miss Annie have arranged a little celebration party at the church for Allie. Her grandparents have already gone to the church to see everyone, and Jimmy's parents and grandma are there. Jimmy picked up Allie in his Jeep that's been restored since Allie's rescue. There's a whole lot of celebrating going on at the church. You and the sheriff were so heroic, Eustace, and boy, were we praying for you guys. Oh, yes, we were.
2: I prayed so hard for you. Oh, man, you're right, the Lord was with you guys.
1: Yes, indeed, we prayed so hard.
2: Amen to that. We were really praying. Well, I'll tell you, I could feel those prayers. (laughs) It got pretty dicey out there, and and then I decided I was just going to march right down there and get that guy. I nearly got my head blown (laughs) off. He only got my hat, though.
1: That's amazing, Eustace, because at one point I actually prayed that you would duck your head.
2: Well, doggone it, if if that prayer didn't work, Miss Bonnie, it sure as shootin' did. <laughs> oh, no pun intended.
3: And shootin'
2: seems to be the operative word, Eustace. Oh, you can't even imagine, Bob. That guy was shootin' up a storm. Aren't you glad
1: the Lord is a shelter in the time of storm, Eustace?
2: You said it, Miss
1: Annie. Eustace. What I can't understand is how did you see that jeep in the dark? It crashed in a ditch with water and trees. How in heaven's name did you and the sheriff find Jimmy's jeep? Well, have I got a story for you. You're
2: not going to believe
5: this. I think we'll believe just about anything at this
1: point, Eustace. We serve a god of impossible possibilities. You can say that again, honey. But how did you see the car, Eustace? Yes, and what about the fact that Jimmy's Jeep went crazy and... Beat up on Bad Brad.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There were two miracles. Apparently, the Jeep just sort of blew up at that guy. Uh, Brad the photographer didn't know what hit him. All the parts went all kaflooey. But what was amazing is that the reason we spotted the Jeep is because the sheriff and I saw a rainbow. Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy. It, it was right there where the Jeep was. We saw it when we drove by and our headlights hit this crystal that was hanging on Jimmy's rearview mirror. And it just, well, it just lit up the sky. It, it was a rainbow. <laughs> and later we found out it had writing on it. it. It said, to love another person
4: is to see the face of God. How did Jimmy find one of my
3: mother's crystals? I have a feeling we're going to be talking about these miracles for a long time, especially when Allie and Jimmy get here. Praise the Lord.
2: (laughs) I think we're all a little giddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, honey, and everyone else. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise Praise the Lord.
0: Meanwhile, Allie and Jimmy are driving to the church. I know everybody's really looking forward to seeing you, Allie. It'll be fun. I know they were praying, although I'm not trying to be pushy about prayer and stuff.
1: Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, I need to apologize to you. But you don't need to apologize. No, just listen. I really do. Before all this this terrible stuff happened, you were trying to explain your faith to me and I didn't want to hear about it, but now I think I do. Maybe. Really? That's great, Allie. I mean- But wait, let me explain why I would get so mad at you and everyone. The real reason. Go on. It's because I can't stand feeling helpless to turn control of my life over to someone else. I think it goes all the way back to when my parents died and I ended up with my grandparents. Don't get me wrong, I love them with all my heart, but it was awfully hard to be six years old and feel so, so helpless. It must have been tough. All my life I've needed to be, well, maybe a little bossy. (laughs) A little? All right, make jokes. Sorry. No, it's okay. When all this, you know, stuff with Brad, the photographer and Fern, the kidnapping and everything, it was another nightmare and I was absolutely helpless.
3: Oh,
4: Allie.
1: But, Jimmy, this time, it was kind of different. I'm not sure how, but it was. Kind of like you had to, to
0: leave the driving to him, right? The car parts have been listening as Allie pours out her heart to Jimmy. And they have some opinions of their own. Tammy Tensioner says...
2: Golly gee, I think I know what she's saying. I, I feel the same way sometimes. I mean, what are we anyway but a, you know a bunch of old parts? Helpless without somebody driving us. You know what I'm talking about, Guido Gasket?
3: I don't like to admit it, but you're pulling the right cord timing. We don't control nothing without a driver. What do you think, Gracie Gas Tank?
1: Well, Guido, I'm not so full of myself that I think I run the show around here. Jimmy's the one in the driver's seat, right, Mosey Motor Oil?
2: Yeah, I hear you, Gracie. Gracie Gas Tank, mm-hmm. Although, we all know Who makes us go and face the foe? Oh, no, sir. No weapon formed against us will prosper cause we got the number one driver in the sky watching over us and leading us every inch of the way. And he is the way. What you think about that, Wally Windshield Wiper? Oh, oh. I'm just squirting all over the place with joy and jubilation. My wipers are going crazy. We could have gotten demolished, gang. But here we all are. All restored and good as new. Even you, spark Sparkplug. You better believe it, Wally. I'm all lit up with joy, gang. It only takes a spark to get the fire going. Oh, I just can't help myself. Hip, hip.
1: Hooray! 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 Hooray!
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy's pulled over to calm down the windshield wipers.
1: Jimmy, since we're stopped, I've decided to do something. What, Allie? Jimmy, can I, I mean, would you pray with me to give my life to the Lord? Oh, Allie!
0: Tune in next time to see what unfolds after Allie prays with Jimmy. It might have something to do with Bad Brad, the evil kidnapper. And now... Here's Randy Radiator and Danny Dipstick to add their jubilant thoughts to the show. Uh, Randy, I'm guessing that Brad the Kidnapper will be spending his time behind bars saying Jeepers creepers!"
2: Where'd you get those peepers? <laughs> <Danny>. <laughs> you know, Daddy, the message in this episode for me was the joy of living in a community with God. It, it feels like home when you have so many who truly love you well, like Allie did. No wonder she sees God's love. It, it has flesh on.
0: <laughs> Allie was kind of like a pineapple. Prickly skin, but soft and sweet inside when warm. a <laughs> Pineapple, where do you get
2: this stuff? That's really good, Daddy. I, we're all like that big pineapple in one way or another. <laughs> Maybe even Brad the Kidnapper.
0: Hmm. Now that's a cliffhanger. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. This episode of Christian Carguy Theater, Jesus Jeeps and Jubilation, was written by Ann Alt. It was produced and directed by the Christian Carguy. Oh, <laughs> that's me, Robbie Delmore. To get a complete list of the cast and crew, go to ChristianCarguy.com and click on the Cast and Crew page. Also, you can get a download of all 23 episodes of Christian Car Guy Theater at the podcast page at christiancarguy.com. Once again, my sliding through the snow tips for today, number one, triple, yes, triple your following distance and the point at which you begin to hit the brakes. Number two, slow down, yes, but keep enough momentum and speed to go up the hill. Number three, don't hit your brakes when you see that ice patch. Don't swerve to miss it either. Straight and easy, no sudden moves. Number four, never ever use your cruise control. And number five, don't stop if you can avoid it, especially on a hill. Try to anticipate light changes and adjust your speed so you never have to come to a complete stop. For more tips and other emergency snow information, go to christiancarguy.com. Also, for more information on the Jesus labor of love, car repair labor for families in crisis, you can find that at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got all done in 33 years. And have a great week. Thank you for listening.